Okay, people. So, hope you are ready for a new episode of Echo Chamber. Right, right. As we do, we're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the SIP to the 8th of January. Okay. So, at number 10 is the new film written and directed by Charlotte Wales. It is After Sun, right? Starring Paul Mascal, Frankie Corico, um, Celia Rolson Hall, Kaylee Coleman, Sally Misham, Harry Pedrasiol, Ethan Smith. Ruby Thompson and Brooklyn Tolson. At number nine, we looked at this just before Christmas. I think it might have been the Christmas episode, right? It's the menu from Mark Mylod, written by Will Tracy and Seth Reese, starring Anna Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, Ralph Fiennes, Janet McAteer, John Leguizamo. Amy Carrero, Judith Light, Paul Adelston, Hong Choi, Rob Yang, Arturo Castro. It's a great film, people. Check that episode. Looked at this at the end of last year as well. At number eight, it's Strange World. Don Hall and Kwai Nijin direct. Nigel also writes, voice cast, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jacoby Young-White, Gabriel Union, Alan Tudrick, Lucy Liu, and Dennis Quaid. At number seven, we have got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Ryan Coogler directs, he co-writes with Joe Robert Cole. Angela Bassett, Danny Guerrera, Latita Wright, Lapita Nogueiro, uh, Martin Freeman, Tenich Herrera, Lake Bell, Florence Kasumba, Michaela Cole, Dominic Form, Wilson Duke, All Star. All right, so number six, it's Till, right? New film from um, Chineon. Chukuru. Um, Chukuru also co-writes with Keith Beecham and Michael Riley. It is starring Daniela Deadwater, Jalen Hall, Frankie Fazian, Haley Bennett, Jamie Rennell, Whoopi Goldberg, Sean Patrick Thomas. So, we're in our top five. At number five, people, it is Andre Reese in Dublin. It's like one of those concert things, you know what I mean? At number four, it's the new film from Mark Foster. It's A Man Called Otto, right? So, it's an adaptation of Frederick Backman's Book of the same name. Um, David McGee writes a screenplay. We got Tom Hughes, John Higgins, Tony Bingham, Lily Kuzbuk, Mac Bayanda, right? 
Um, Junata Jennings, Cameron Britton. At number three, it's Matilda the Musical. Matthew Walkus directs and Dennis Kelly writes the screenplay. It's an adaptation of, you know, the classic Ronald Dahl book, which was turned into a musical. We have got Lashana Lynch, Andrea Riseborough, Emma Thompson, Stephen Graham, Aisha Weir, Catherine Kingsley. You know me? At number two, I want to dance with somebody. Woo! Right, it's the Whitney Houston a biopic from Kezi Lemons, um, written by Anthony McCartan, starring Naomi Aki, Stanley Tucci, Tamara Tooney, Clark Peters, Ashton Sanders, Nafessa Williams. So, our number one film of the week, obviously. Is Avatar The Way of Water. James Cameron is back. He co-writes with Amanda Silver and Rick Gaffer. Zoe Salandar, Kate Winslet, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Giovanna Rabisi, and all star in the piece. So, yeah, that's our top ten people. Are you ready to get into this week's films? Think you are? Let's go. We're going to start things off with the Disney joint, Amsterdam. Okay, so I decided to um, finally check out Amsterdam. The latest film from David O. Russell. So he writes, he directs, he also produces the film along with Arnon Milchen, Anthony Katagas, Matthew Budman, and Christian Bale. It's executive produced by Sam Hansen. Drake, uh, Yariv Mitchum, Adele Neu, and Michael Schaffer, co-produced by Doug Torres, associate produced by Alina Adis, Serena Cohen, um, Music was handled by Daniel Pemberton. Emmanuel Lobeski handles the cinematography. Jay Cassidy edits the film. Uh, Lindsey Graham and Mary Venu took care of the casting. Production design is Judy Beaker. Art direction is Danielle Osborne and Alexander Wee. Set decoration is Patricia Kukia and Erin Fitt. Costume design is J.R. Hallbaker and Albert Wolski. 
So our cast, well, we have got Christian Bale as Bert Bernardinson. Um, his wife, Beatrix Vandenhuvu, is played by Andrea Reisberg. Riceborough, Riceborough, yeah, Riceborough, right? Um, oh, yes, we probably go with her parents, uh, um, Augustus van der Hoeven is played by Casey Biggs, and his wife, Olivia van der Hoeven, is played by Day Young. We also have got Bert's best friend, Harold Woodman, played by John David Washington. And then there's Valerie Vox, his love and also a friend of Bert's, who is played by Margaret Robbie. Now, Valerie, her um, brother who is Tom Vaughts, is played by Rami Malik. And his wife, Libby Vox, is played by Anna Taylor-Joy. So, um, now Bert and Harold were in the war, and their commander was General Bill Meekins, who is played by Ed Begley Jr., um, who kind of is the impetus for the story, right? Um, his daughter, Liz Meekins, was played by Taylor Swift. We have got um, Milton King, who served with Bert and Harold. He's played by Chris Rock. Um, dum, 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 dum. Who else should we have? Oh, yes, Shirley Pratt, played by Bonnie Hellman, and Morty Baum, played by Max Perlich, work with um, Bert in his doctor's surgery. We have got um, Zoe Salandana who plays Irma St. Clair. She is a mortician. Um, there is Paul Canterbury, played by Mike Myers, and Henry Norcross, played by Michael Shannon. Right? The hitman, Taron Milfax, played by Timothy Oliphant. Uh, there's Detective Lem Getwiller, played by Matthias Shonazutz, um, and his colleague, Detective Hilt, played by Alessandro Nivola. Um, I kind of feel that's probably... Oh, General Gil Dillenbeck, right, who is played by Robert De Niro, and is kind of the one kind of true character in the film, right? Because he's based on 
uh, General Smedley Butler, who is a real character. Um, everyone else is pretty fictional, if uh, I remember correctly. Um, Eva Ott is played by Colin Camp. Colleen Camp, that would be. Uh, -dum -dum -dum. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that is essentially our main lot of characters. So, the gist of this story is... Uh, it's the best kind of description for this. I think it would be... Um, okay, so... It is based on true events. So we get a thing at the very start and it's going, you know, loosely based. Some of this actually happened, right? And the story is based on the business plot, right? A 1933 political conspiracy to overthrow President Roosevelt. So that was the kind of real gist of the film and something that actually did happen. Right. So we follow three friends, a doctor, a nurse and a lawyer who reunite and seek to uncover the act following the mysterious murder of a retired U.S. general. That's it. Right. So, um, yeah, the doctor and the lawyer would be Washington and Bale's characters and the general is Meekins. Right? The nurse being Robbie. Okay, so... Yeah, I, I I wasn't quite sure what to make of this film. Right? It opens up and it feels... I don't know. It, it just wasn't connecting at first. Right? All felt rather... Um, I think loose might be the word. Right, not loose in a, yeah, that feels comfortable way. Just, I don't know, just didn't really, I, I didn't feel it flowed. Um, and it's all, you know, talking about, uh, you know, this stuff that has happened. And then, right, we get to a bit where we go, oh, but before all of this happened, and then we kind of get, the war stuff, like how they actually met and all of that. And that brought it more to life to me. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing, you're like, okay, right. These relationships make sense. I see why you wanted to, uh, you know, find a murderer bill and just all of this kind of stuff. You're like, okay. Oh, and that's how you met. Um, Robbie's character, right, okay, you know what I mean, I, I, I can get into this now, and I think a lot of the relationships and characterizations started to come alive at that point as well, All right, was at the beginning, it's, I don't know if, it, it, you know, 
there's this comedic kind of thread running through the film, right? And some of that, you you kind of feel just doesn't quite work, right? But when we see these flashbacks, it it just brought people to life a bit more. It it added more dimension to the story and the characters. Right, you you started to believe in these relationships, you know. It, it was, you know, I enjoyed that this part. Right, it, it really, yeah, you believed in this stuff. Right, it, it started to make sense. I would say. Now, it's not to say the performances were bad. No, the performances were decent. They were good. There's a lot of unevenness, no, right? Which I feel becomes a little problematic in places, you know what I mean? And we we have this stuff that goes down with some of the characters, right? Like with the shooting and then the police, and you're thinking there's stuff, right? That you'd be like, okay, I can see the happening, but then there's other stuff, like the watered down racism. Just, it's always weird when you watch these kind of period pieces and, um, you know, these characters are meant to be racist and they'd just be like, oh, I don't like you because of your colour. And it's just like, mm-hmm, that's, yeah, because that's what they would have said. You know what I mean? It's none of that, right? So there's this weirdness that's kind of running through now, obviously, listen, there's words, right, that are, you know, not necessarily as savory as others, right? But I think when you're dealing with history, by excluding certain things, right, because you have this younger generation watching shit and not doing any sort of research or understanding the history of things, so... Like, then you get people going, oh, yeah, it wasn't as bad. Oh, you know, it wasn't a lot of racism back then. Oh, okay. And it's just like, no, what are you talking about? Right? So there's times when you just think, man, just look, if you want to be this thing, be it. Let, let's not water shit down. You feel me? Um, but, yeah, it, it, there, there was some interesting stuff here. Right, interesting stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of like when the detectives are there, you just think, hmm, right? I there's some things you think, all right, I can get friendships and looseness of story, but it's just I'll believe their actions, I'll believe this shit. Right? That it just didn't make any sense. The the fact that um Oh my god, I'm just like I've just watched it and my memory is just eesh, trash, straight trash. Valerie doesn't look for Harold. Right? You just think, mm, I don't know, it just seemed weird. Right? There's things that you're watching, and you're just like, I don't know if I buy that. Right? The whole stuff with Bert um Bert Beatrix and Irma, 
just felt a bit weird, right? Because the Beatrix stuff, I think more kind of comes out towards the end, but it's still just a situation that isn't really fleshed out enough for it to then have any true relevance, right? It's just this thing that felt tacked in, but we're not given much on. And it's just like, what was really the point, right? There's other ways you could say they're estranged. So just do that, you know? And then the Irma stuff, right? I listen, I understand it was a different time, right? And the amount of people you, you meet, you know, like grandparents and just all of that shit. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I met my wife, you know, on this date and we were married a week later and just all of that kind of so you understand things were different right people just coming out of a war so it probably seized the day and all of that kind of jazz but that whole situation just felt real forced and just doesn't make any sort of sense doesn't make any sort of sense you know and it's also a bit of like why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, have conversation. Like, why do we always have to skip that part, right? Of people actually getting to know each other, right? It's very weird. Very weird. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's stuff in Amsterdam that I liked. Look. I think the tone works very well. You know, all the filters and all of that. I I, I thought some really good acting in places. Um, I, I thought the, you know, wardrobes worked and all of that. You know what I mean? I think there's, there's a lot of stuff that works. The story does get real convoluted. Just... It just gets just real, just odd. Odd. Like, there's this murder, and then it's just like, oh, but we need to find this out, and we need to do this. And it's just like, why would you do that? Right? It doesn't make any sense for the murder, but you're doing this, that, and it just this random stuff. Like, when there's the second death, you're just like, wait, what are you doing? Straight away, you you would grab the guy, right? Like, like there's certain things that you would try and do, and they just don't do. And then it's just like, oh, uh, ooh, oh, I don't know what's happening. It's just, um, yeah, like, I don't know. <clears throat> it's a very frustrating uh, story. But with this, you know, real event that actually took place underpinning it, which is interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't know, it doesn't fully work. You know, it, it's definitely not up to what O. Russell has done in the past, right? When you think of his other films... He, he's done, you know, better stuff, right? 
I would say, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, very uneven. But I mean, yeah, some of his stuff has been uneven. But when you look at the, the you know, the fighter was great, right? I enjoyed I Huckabee. Silver Lining Book was, oh, I loved that one. Some of the other stuff, mm, bit uneven, which, yeah, I, I guess, you know, it does kind of fit, you know, in a way. But, yes, it is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. So if you are intrigued, and check out Amsterdam, you know what I mean? You may enjoy it more than I did. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, so now it's time for our second Disney joint. It is Barbarian. Okay, people, so just checked out Barbarian, right? This is the new film written and directed by Zach Krieger. It is produced by Roy Lee. J.D. Lifschutz, Raphael Margulis, Aaron Milchen. Um, it's executive produced by Bill Skarsgård, Michael Schaefer, Yariv Milchen, uh, Natalie Lehman, Alex Lebovici. And Danny Chan. It is line produced by Chris Abernathy, uh, Elitsa Dimitriov, Ivan Doikov. It's associate produced by Alana Wright, Eric Taviv, uh, Eric Tavitian. Uh, Tracy Rosenblum. Uh, Anna Jubrich handles the music. Zach Cooperstein, cinematography. Joe Murphy edits the film. Nancy Nayer handled the casting. Production design was Rosita Bakiva. Krill Namuv did costume design, hair and makeup. We have Gigana Batanova, Natalie Cam Kamanova, and Atanas Temnilov. Boy, <laughs> uh, our cast. Well. We have got Tess, played by Georgina Campbell. Bill Skarsgård plays Keith, Justin Long, AJ. The mother is played by Matthew Patrick Davis. Frank is played by Richard Brake. Kurt Braun, Bruno Holler plays Doug. 
James Butler plays Andre. Bonnie is played by Sophie Sorensen. Meg is played by Rachel Fowler. J.R. Espiosa plays Jeff. Uh, Catherine is played by Kate Nichols. Melissa is played by Kate Bosworth. AJ's mum is played by Brooke Dillman, voice of. Right, a lot of these are voices rather than actual, you know. Uh, Robert is played by Will Greenberg. Our police officers are played by Derek Morse and Trevor Van Uden. Everett is played by uh, Zach Krieger himself. The property manager assistant is played by Davina Vasileva. Um, gas station clerk is played by Julian Stanislav. Um, oh, and the nursing video narrator assistant is played by Sarah Paxton. So the gist of the film is this. In town for a job interview, a young woman arrives at her Airbnb rental late at night, only to find that the house has been mistakenly double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to stay the night anyway, but soon discovers that there is much more to be afraid of in the house than the other house guest. I mean, that sounds, uh, yeah. Sounds something, right? Now, when I first heard about this film, Barbarian, I thought, right, sword and sandals. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought, oh, we got some, oh, that could, that's, that, was, that could be fun, right? It's not that. It's not that. And then when I, you know, saw, like, the synopsis, Again, you get a vision of what this film could be. This film, oh, goes in a few crazy fucking places. A few crazy fucking places. I will say it, it probably did not do any favors to Airbnb. Oh, shit. This film is crazy. It's crazy. Now, one big question isn't answered. Who organized the bookings? Right? Who organized the bookings? That's one of the real crazy things about this one. It's not the craziest. Trust me. It's not the craziest. Right? So we have Tess arrive in the rain at this place. But I've never seen a lockbox like that until, right? I went away for New Year's and they had a lockbox like that. That was the first time I'd come across it. And then they've got one in this freaking film. I mean, it's not even a major part, right? But yeah, she arrives, can't get in, you know, and then light comes on and um, Keith is there, right? Now, there are so many just ill-conceived decisions made in this film, right? Going into a house of a sh with a strange person in seems so fucking dangerous. Like, 
Do not do that shit. That's insane, right? And even if it was the flip, right? If it was Keith knocking and you've got Tess in there, still don't, right? Anyone can be fucking crazy. Anyone can kill you in your sleep, right? Super sketch. But you, I, I think you think that that is going to be one of the big things, right? That's going to lead to, that's not the big thing. It's nowhere near the big thing, right? But your your mind is just running away with itself. Go, okay, where's this going to go? Like, is he going to attack her? Is he going to rape her? Is he going to drug a drink? Like, is she going to kill Hit? Like, where's this going to go? Right? And, <laughs> like, one thing that always gets me, like, you, you have these things in films, right, and TV, and, and people find something, right, a passage or whatever, and they shout down. They're like, hey, is anyone there? If you're there, come. I'm like, first of all, shouting if there's some creepy fucking person, they're not going to be like, yeah, it's just me, I'm a rapist. Or, it's just me, I'm a pedo. I'm a killer. No one's going to reply. They, they're just going to know that you're coming in. They're going to hide until you get close. They're going to fuck you up. Right? It's not the smart move, motherfuckers. What are you doing? You feel me? But, yeah. <laughs> like, you think one passage is enough, right? Now, when the other thing, you just like, yo, you need to get out. You need to get out ASAP, right? Yeah, ASAP. You do not stick around. That's insane. That's so insane. So insane. But it's like the these this craziness happens. Then we jump, right? We we jump to AJ. Because it's just like, okay, what, you know, because you, you're wondering, how does Justin Long play into this, right? Because I knew, you know, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long. So you're thinking, okay, we haven't seen, how does he, you know, I thought he was going to be in the basement, but no, we 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 go to this next storyline, and so we see how that all plays. And because Justin Long, yo, <laughs> I think it was House of Darkness, right? We looked at that um, towards the end of last year. I think that was October time, or it might have been it might have been September, right? Funny thing is, his character in that and his character in this do have similarities. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but there are similarities, right? And I do like the fact that we play around with who's good and who's bad, right? We definitely have that playing here. Because there's, I think... There's some, once you get certain information, there's some sympathies that you will probably have for someone. And you might think, how the fuck could I feel sympathy for this person, right? But 
you're just like, oh, shit, that had nothing on you. Like, this wasn't your fault, technically, you know? It does a, a great job, this film. It does a great job of creating this weird um, situation of jumps and just unease, right? There's a lot of unease here, which you're just like, oh, no, right? This is not good. Oh, my days. Like, oh, don't go there, you know? Or please <laughs> avoid this. Avoid this at all costs. Like, this is not for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's just, yeah, a, a really impressive job of just having this creepiness, you know, having this creepiness that you're just like, no, <laughs> like, no, I do not want to be any part of this, you know? I think this is his third film, right? I think this is his third film, and it's just some great cram camera? camera shots. Great camera shots, because it's all about building this tension, right? All about building this tension, and... The, the way it jumps from this current situation to this next storyline does it at a perfect time, right? Because you, it leaves you wanting to, but where's that going, right? But then we get this these new little breadcrumbs that give us a little bit, because all these different, we jump twice, right? And both times it's giving us this insight into what might be going down, right? Things that feed into this story in certain ways. Sometimes it's about the backstory of the house, like the people connected to that, you know what I mean? We, it's all stuff that we learn, you know? So it's just like, ooh, you know, perfect timing. Perfect timing. These performances are great. Just, I mean, look, Justin Long, right? <laughs> I just remember Justin Long in Ed. I think it was called Ed, or it might have been, yes, it was Ed. Ed TV's the film, right? He was in this TV show called Ed. It's just a little kid, like goofy. And he's been in so much stuff since, right? But we're getting these different type of performances from Long, which is fantastic, you know? And there's this bit towards the end where you're just like, oh, my God. Because he, he does a few switches in this film, people, which is fantastic. Like Georgina Campbell. Woo! Georgina Campbell does a fantastic job of 
giving us fear, giving us, you know what I mean, anxiety, right? But just the, you know what I mean, the, the exuberance, right? But she's in town for a job interview, right? But, oh my gosh, the, the things we see, it's fantastic, fantastic, you know? Right? But made some terrible choices. <laughs> made some terrible choices in this film, man. It's like, what are you doing, kid? What are you doing? You know, she was in one of my favorite. Actually, I feel it's my favorite episode of Black, T Black Mirror. Right? Hang the DJ. You know what I mean? She's so... Look, if you haven't watched any Black Mirror... That and you need to watch one episode. I mean, there's some great episodes. Watch Hang the DJ, it's fantastic, and she kills it in that. But it's just there's a bit, but she arrives at this house at night, right? So we have when she's going for an interview to see what the neighborhood looks like during the day, which another red flag, kid. What are you doing? But it's just the expression. It's just that realization, that shock, that like, <gasps> you know, so many incredible moments in this film. Look, if you are late to the party, like me, you know what I mean? Go check out Barbarian, right? It's just this new kind of breed of horror film that's not relying on straight gore or anything like that, you know? If you like bitch-ass, you know, Bill Posley's film, we, we spoke to Bill at the end of last year, um, literally, it was, a la it was the last conversation of last year, man. Um, if you enjoyed that film, you will enjoy Barbarian. You definitely will enjoy Barbarian, people. Trust me. Uh, it's on Disney, you know, Disney Plus. So, um, yeah, I think it's in the stars section um, in the UK. But, yeah, you, 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 there's no excuses. Go check it out. It, you will not be disappointed. It is so freaking good. So freaking, like, there's d different elements that you just throw in. Right? There's the mother is... Oh, oh my god, the mother is freaky as a motherfucker, right? Now, we don't get too much about the mother, we get a gist on the situation. Not good, it's not good, right? But then these things that it's <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not a crazy gory film. It's not for the faint hearted, though. It's definitely not for the faint hearted. There's some shit that goes down that's going to make you go, whoa, 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 what did I just see? Right? What did I just see? Or what did that just allude to? Right? Ah, oh, people, barbarian is the shit. It's the shit. So if you enjoy a film that's Gonna have you on edge a little bit. It's it's now it's it's not torture porn. 
right? It, it's not a sore film or, you know, a hostel or something like that. But it does go places, right? So if you are ready for that, then people definitely check out Barbarian. And people, we're going to end it with Love Language, the new film from the Dupless Brother Productions and Shout Factory. Okay, people, so I really enjoy being surprised. And I was extremely surprised by language lessons, right? So this is the new film from Natalie Morales. She directs and she also co-writes with Mark Duplass. Um, the film is produced by Mel Eslin. Executive produced by Morales, Mark and J. Duplass. And it's co-produced by Ashley Edward and Will Doest. Gabby Moreno handles the music. Jeremy Mackey, cinematography. Um, Aleska Ferreira edits the film. Tyler Romery. Handles production management. Um, yeah, effects are Chad McLaren. And the film stars, right? Mark Duplass is Adam. Natalie Morales is his Spanish teacher, Carino. Um, Dishon Terry is Will. Adam's partner, husband, and Christine Quesada is Karina's cousin. So the gist of the film is this. When Adam's husband surprises him with weekly Spanish lessons, he's unsure about where or how this new element will fit into his already structured life. But when tragedy strikes... His Spanish teacher, Carino, becomes a lifeline he didn't know he needed. Adam develops an unexpected and complicated emotional bond with Carino. But do you really know someone just because you've experienced a traumatic moment with them? So, um, yeah, I mean, Mark Duplass was a huge reason I checked this out, right? Because, man, I really enjoyed, like, Jeff, who lives at home. You know what I mean? Blue Jay, right? Paddleton. Great films, you know? I, it's like him and Jay really do work on some great stuff. And it's stuff, like, it's not flashy, but it... it, it always seems to have this heart about it, right? And then watching it, I realized I know Morales, right? She was in Santa Santa Clarita Diet, right? Um, the Newsroom and Parks and Rec. Those are the things I know her from. So, 
yeah, I was, I was happy to check this out. And then, you know, as this film goes out, I will say when it first started, I worried, right? Because it's um, over Zoom, you know what I mean? That That's how this kind of transpires. And so, oh man, it's like, shit. Okay, it's one of them COVID films. How is this going to play out? You know what I mean? Is this going to be any good? Oh, it's so frustrating with these things. But it, it wasn't, COVID wasn't mentioned. It wasn't about that, right? The, the gist was this interesting hook of the Spanish lessons, you know what I mean? And I've looked at, you know, Spanish lessons online. It's convenient. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't work out. I can't see the fucking screen. So it was a problem. But, you know what I mean? It, it, it's a concept that wasn't like, ah, that's stupid, man. No. So it was something like, oh, shit. Yeah. Interesting. How How is it going to play for, oh, like, 90 minutes? You know what I mean? Like, uh, are we going to be able to roll with this for this period of time? But you really do. It's It's got so much heart, right? You're watching this film and, like, this tragedy happens early. Early, which is kind of like, I mean, you're not committed to this, <laughs> right? So it's just technically, you know what I mean? People could be like, uh, you know what? It is a refund. I'm out. I'm done. Bye. But they, it, it's this coping mechanism. And so you you feel the rawness, right? You feel the rawness of the loss, right? The way that is portrayed to you, you'd be like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? And then you really do believe Right, Karina, when she's like, oh, I'm here for you. I want, you know, make sure that, you know what I mean? If you want to talk or, like, how can I help? Then just even moments where she's just like, ah, fuck. I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, like, all of that, it plays so real. Plays so real, you know? Which, there's times with these things it's hard to believe these scenarios, right? It's hard to believe these sorts of interactions, right? There's a part in the film where you, one of the characters is drunk. And man, a lot of times when people are drunk or high, you, you just watch it and it's just like, yeah, that's drunk, high, you, you don't do that shit. Right, that like that's not how you are. You know, because it's like, oh my god, I'm so drunk, or I'm high, ha ha ha, I'm hungry. Ooh, and it's just like, oh man, this feels so fucking stupid. But what, with this moment in the film, you'll be like, oh shit, right? It's it's getting too close to the screen, <laughs> right? It's just losing track of what you were saying, getting like, oh no, did it, was that okay? Could I say that? Oh, 
out, you know, it just saying and just saying things that are like a little inappropriate, but you just don't realize because you're messed up, right? So it was this great moment. And then the next day where it's all kind of deadpan, you know what I mean? Trying to uh, <laughs> act like, you know, that didn't happen. But before that, we get these little videos, about, you know, trying to record the, the apology message and just all of it. Just and even the bit where it's just like, I think, what am I doing? I don't know you an explanation. You know, hey, it's just like, yo. Right. And then, you know, you, you get this moment where. um, um Oh, my God. <laughs> My mind just, I, Adam, ah, oh, yeah, mine just went blank for a second there, people. But when Adam is just like, look, I know what you're doing, and I don't care, right? I'm, I'm still here. You just, it's all believable. It's all great. Just the, the way, you know, with the learning and the trying to pull away, just all of that stuff. It just connects, right? And there's these moments where you're just like, oh, no. Just like the whole death thing. You're just like, oh, it just hits you. It hits you. There's this other health-related thing later in the film that when it just gets said, you're just like, no. Oh, fuck. Yo, that's some heavy shit. So, you know, you forget. This is a film, right? These aren't real people. But it, it, it sucks you in so much. So much that you are with them throughout. You're with them throughout, right? So even though we're watching two people talk to a screen, essentially, this works. It works. It, it, it gives you the humanity. It gives you the depth of these people, right? The character, the real intimate interactions. It is a great little film. A great little film, people. You know what I mean? I would say, if you are a fan of, like, Duplass's stuff, you know what I mean? If, if you like what he does, yeah, you're going to like this, right? If you like um, Morales in stuff like uh, Santa Clarita, right? If, if you enjoyed her in the newsroom, if you enjoyed her in Parks and Rec, but just all the other stuff, like she did White Collar, she did 90210, Trophy Wife, Girls, The Grinder, you know what I mean? Room 104. If you've enjoyed any of this stuff, you, yeah, you're going to love. Oh, man, you're really going to love language lessons. It is, oh, man, it's just like what they were able to do in this little indie film, right? In this little indie film with all this richness, all this character development, right? This heart, 
there's bigger productions that do not convince you of this, right? Just do not convince you of this. So, yo, people, if you want a film that you can really connect with, I, I highly recommend Language Lessons. I, I really do. And the end, even though, right, I knew what was going to happen, right, you know what's going to happen at the very end, it still, oh, my gosh, it still hits you. It still hits you, and you're just like, oh, my God, that's so good. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, people, watch it. Um, you know, uh, the other big thing about this, the angles, right? It, it was just all of these angles that we get. Because, you know, when you're recording on, on Zoom or, you know, doing something like this right now, right? There's times, you know, if you have to lean closer, you're looking at something or you stand up and, you know, people see up, you know, it's like all of that was there, right? Dodgy sound. That was there. Screen freezing. It was there. So you actually got this real honest kind of experience of this Zoom relationship, this Zoom interaction. And a lot of times people want to make these things look way too clean. Right. Because look, we know what this is. Right? We've done this so many times on whatever platform, you mean Zoom, StreamYard, Teams, the bespoke ones, you know what I mean? The sound cuts out, the picture free, like you just drop off. We all know this. So when you watch these things and it's way too clean, it's just like, come on now, what are we doing? <laughs> like no one's had that connection before, right? So it was just that attention to detail. You know what I mean? Just that attention to detail just makes me want to definitely watch what Morales does next, you know, as a director. And, you know, look, we know Duplass is great. You know, he, he, you know his work is, is superb. But, yeah, you know, whatever they write next, I'm all about. So, yeah, love languages. Sorry, language lessons. Yeah, I don't know what love language is. Language lessons is available now, finally, on Prime Video UK. It's in the States, you know, Apple, iTunes, all of that jazz. People, go check it. You will not be disappointed. Okay, people. So if you are horror fans, it is coming up to that time again, right? I'm talking about Final Girls Berlin, right? The film festival is excited to present its eighth edition with a full lineup, including eight feature films, 10 short blocks, and a series of horror-related events led by international genre specialists. The program sheds light on, among other things, the horrors and pleasures of youth, aging, gender, intimacy, and queerness. The festival will run from February the 1st to the 5th, a day longer than usual. How about that? At City 
keynote wedding and will include a virtual component. Right? So they're committed to showcasing work by women and non-binary horror filmmakers. The Final Girls Berlin Film Festival has been listed as one of Movie Maker Magazine's top 50 genre festivals in the world and named among Dread Central's the best horror festivals in the world. Right? So the feature films that will be showing is Raquel one one one? Yeah, it's the Berlin premiere. It's written and directed by Marina Bastos from Brazil. Um, so the gist is: after losing her mother in a tragic circumstances, Raquel, a religious teenager, moved with her father to a small town in the countryside of Brazil to start over. Quickly, she makes friends with a group of evan- evangelical girls from a local church, deepening into her spirituality and the pain of her profound traumas. During her first days in the new town, she also experiences a mysterious spiritual awakening where she's given an important and controversial mission involving rewriting the Bible with support from some and resentment from others. Raquel tries hard to find balance within a disturbing spirit spiral of faith, reason, and madness. Hmm. We then have Hatching, written and directed by Hannah Bergholm from Finland. Right, so um, 12-year-old gymnast Tinja is desperate to please her image-obsessed mother, who's popular blog lovely everyday life presents their family's idyllic existence as manicured suburban perfection one day after finding a wounded bird in the woods tinger brings its strange egg home nettles nestles it in her bed and nurtures it until it hatches the creature that emerges becomes her closest friend and a living nightmare, plunging Tinja beneath the impeccable veneer into a twisted reality that her mother refuses to see. Ooh. Polaris, also making its German premiere, is written and directed by Kirsten Carfew from Canada. Set in 2101, Against the backdrop of a subarctic wasteland, Sumi, a human child raised by a polar bear, narrowly escapes capture from a brutal Morad hunting party. When Sumi stumbles across a frozen girl, an unlikely friendship is forged. Together they race ahead of the vindictive hunters towards the only guiding light Sumi knows the Polaris star. Um, there's also Husser, um, directed by Michelle Gaza Savera. 
um, co-written by Severa and Abia Castillo. Uh, it's a Mexican film, right? So Valerie's joy at becoming pregnant with her first child is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister entity. As danger closes in and relationships with her family become fractured, she's forced deeper into a chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. A group of witches emerge. That could be her only hope for safety and salvation, but not without grave risk. We then have Sissy, right, which is directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane Sense. Um, they both also co-write the film. It's Australian. Um, Cecilia has perfected her online persona, doling out self-care advice with easy confidence to her many social media followers and seemingly having it all together. However, the truth is her online life is a mess. Offline line, it is a mess. When she bumps into her childhood best friend, Emma, Emma spontaneously invites her to a bachelorette party in a remote cabin. Cecilia reluctantly agrees to come in the hope of reconnecting, and that's where the trouble really begins. That's a great one. We covered it last year, um, as it's on Shudder. Then there is Celia, um, written and directed by Ann Turner, another Australian film. Um, I think this is an older film as well, from 1989, right? So this is Melbourne, Australia, 1957, seen through the frighteningly clear window of a child's eyes. When Celia's next-door neighbours are hounded out of town for their political beliefs and her beloved rabbit is taken by the government in a statewide muster, her world is threatened and Celia learns that she must either give in or fight back. She fights back. There's Nightmare, also making its German debut. It's written and directed by Kajersti Helen Rasmussus, it's a Norwegian film. Um, Mona and Robbie are a young couple in love. Robbie has just landed his dream job, and they've scored an amazing deal on a spacious, if run-down apartment. Neither, never mind that it requires quite a bit of renovation. Never mind the neighbors consistently fight and Screaming Baby. Never mind that Mona is suddenly plagued by night terrors which grow more intense every time she falls asleep. Robbie is eager to start a family despite Mona's hesitations. Eventually, Mona's issues spiral dangerously out of control as she becomes convinced that she is being attacked by a mythical demon, the mayor intent on possessing her unborn child. Bum, bum, bum. There's also Watcher, directed by Chloe Okuno, who co-writes with Zach Ford. 
right? It's um, US, UAE, and Romanian film. A young American woman moves with her husband to Bucharest um, and begins to suspect that a stranger who watches her from the apartment building across the street may be a local serial, serial killer decapitating women. Oy. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, there is a number of short programs. Um, female facts. Uh, there's body horror. Um, there's men avassing. Oh, I can't read. Menacing presences. Uh, close to home. Creatures. Bodily autonomy, queer horror, and oh no, midnight and young and deadly. Oh, and high tension. I'm yeah, just rubbish. Okay, so um, yeah, you have all of that. We will be covering the shorts on the podcast. There's a tarot workshop led by Isabella Coburn. Um, Somatic Sabbath, a workshop led by Carrie McIlwain. Um, To Dance in the Flame, Dissident Sexuality in Mexican Post-Millennial Horror, a talk by Dr. Valeria Villegas Lindeval. Um, it's pretty deadly, right? Self defense against zombie hordes, a workshop led by Natalie uh, Crivelli. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, people. If you are a fan of horror, then this is definitely a festival. For you. So Final Girls Berlin, the eighth edition, takes place the first to the fifth of February. Right, links are um, on the website, so definitely go check it out. Okay, people, so as we draw to a close of this episode let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film shall we okay so if you are a fan of um when did this come out what, 2005 maybe i don't know zoe 101 right on nickelodeon you might be happy to know they're making a film. Mm-hmm. So this is um, going to be directed by Nancy Hauer and Monica Shear and Madeline Whitby write the script. And it will see the return of, um, you know, 
the, uh, the, the probably I feel probably the main cast of the original, right? So Jamie Lynn Spears is back as Zoe. Um, Aaron Sanders is back as Quinn Pensky. Sean Flynn as Chase Matthews. Matthew Underwood as Logan Reese. Christopher Massey as Michael Barrett. Abby Wilde as Stacey Dilson. And Jack Salvatore as Mark Del. Bigelow. So, um, yeah, never watched it. Way too old for it, but it's there. Okay, Searchlight have indicated that the 9th of June will be when their um, film, right, Flaming Hot, about the invention of the Flaming Hot Cheeto. I feel that's what this is, right? That's when that will be hitting. It's going to be directed by Eva Longuera and will be her feature directorial debut. <laughs> now, this kind of seems kind of crazy, right? Because it's, um, I don't know, man. When will this drop? think it will probably drop next year, which will make it 20 years, right? 20 years in the making. But, um, yeah, we're getting a sequel to Passion of the Christ. I'd heard it mentioned, but I thought people were joking, right? But nope, nope, it is happening. <laughs> and it, they, I suppose it's been called Passion of the Christ Resurrection, obviously. <laughs> I mean, kind of crazy, right? Um, Jim Caviezel is back, right? Christ is back. <laughs> um, I don't know who else is in it. Um, yeah, I think, um, Randall Wallace is writing the script along with Mel Gibson, but who knows, right? It's a little crazy. It's a little crazy, but the first film made a gang of money. So it's kind of not surprising that someone would try to go back to it now this is some crazy shit because um a little while ago right it word came that john williams was retiring from feature films you know the um indiana jones would be his last outing apparently old johnny boy has been having too much fun with it though and uh, yeah, he ain't retiring, which is great because hey, he's ninety year old, but still killing it. So uh, yeah, hopefully we will be hearing plenty more incredible um, soundtracks from John Williams, right? So um, Ava Davini has a new film coming from Netflix called Cast, 
which will be starring Ayunja Ellis, right? Um, it's based on a book from Isabel Wick Wilkinson's. Um, yeah, it's meant to explore the eight pillars that connect caste systems across civilizations and demonstrates how our own era of intensifying conflict and upheaval has arisen as a consequence of caste. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all comes together, you know? Um, also, we got some news, right? Um, what's his name? Dexter Fletcher. Yes, Dexter Fletcher has a new film coming called Ghosted, right? It's coming through Apple, and Dexter has said that um, the 9th of April will be when this hits. It's going to be starring uh, Chris Evans and Anna Diamas, right? But other than that, we don't know a lot. Right, don't know a lot. It's all under wraps. It's being written by Paul Wernick and Reet Reese. Um, and we'll also have Adrian Brody, Mike Moe, Amy Sedaris, Tim Blake Nelson, and Tate Donovan um, doing their thing in it. So, uh, yeah, we'll wait and see what that's about. Now, this is in because you know, it's always wonder what's going to happen, right? Remember Quibi? Not many people do, but they were bringing out this really short form series and stuff, right? But it folded now. A series that was made for it, Die Heart, right, has been recut and turned into a film which will be dropping on the 24th of. February on Amazon. So this was from Kevin Hart, right? Um, now, in it, Hart plays a fictional version of himself as he sets out to pivot away from being pigeonholed as a comedy wingman in order to be taken seriously as an action movie star. In order to do so, he attends an action hero school run by Ron Wilking Wilcox, Played by John Travolta, where he learns the ropes in an attempt to become one of the industry's most coveted action stars. It's also starring Natalie Emmanuel, Josh Harnett, and Jean Renault. So, um, yeah, you know, not a bad concept. We'll see what happens with it. And let's end with this, right? Because Avatar's killing it right now so James Cameron out doing a lot of press and in that he's indicated um, some stuff for the third film now we're supposedly getting two new nappy cultures he said this recently fire has a symbolic purpose in the film and there's a culture that is specifically around that concept that's probably saying too much as we speak you're going to meet two completely new cultures in the next film. We meet the Omaticao jungle tribe, 
we meet the Meta Kanja Ocean Tribe, and you're going to meet two new cultures in the next film, and it kind of and it kind of rove a little more freely around the world of Pandora to different places. Now, one of those new tribes has been mentioned to be the Ash Tribe. Right, which fire would play around, but yeah, it's all we know, people. That's all we know. But we've come to the end of an episode, so until next week, people, enjoy your film watching. Peace. Peace.